If you're a small business, your digital strategy could make or break you this year. According to a recent study by McKinsey, 70 to 80% of B2B customers prefer a digital interaction in the age of a pandemic. The top performers in digital engagement with customers were video and live online chat. Do you have the Wi-Fi network to support the new keys to success? I'm your host, Penny Conway, and on today's all-new episode of Connections Tech Experience, we're talking with the expert from Aruba on how to deploy a fast and secure Wi-Fi network and how it may be easier than you think. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Penny. How are you today? I'm very well and really looking forward to talking to you about sort of this strategy of easy to deploy Wi-Fi. But before we get into all of the wonderful things we're going to chat about today, why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself to our audience, uh, what you do and what expertise you're going to bring to today's episode. Well, in the times that I'm not wearing my super dad shirt, my name is Jason Bergeson, and my actual title with Aruba is systems engineer, and I help manage all of North American distribution from a technical perspective. So I help manage all those technical relationships that we have with our North American distribution partners. So pretty much I cover Aruba wide, but I'm extremely excited to be talking to you today, Penny, about Aruba Instant On, which is our small business portfolio. Excellent. Yeah, where uh, small business has definitely, I think it goes without saying, has been enormously impacted by the age of COVID-19. I won't cite all of the specific statistics, but I know that projections going into the winter and beyond in terms of how small businesses will survive, have the reports have been somewhat grim. But I think that there's an upside to this a little bit. And I this is what I'm excited to chat with you about today is, as I mentioned in my intro, obviously the digital strategy is more important than ever. And being able to interact, whether you're a small business that's working with other business customers or you're working with consumers, being able to support that digital strategy is a huge part of it and building an infrastructure to support it an even bigger part of it. And so I kind of wanted to ask you just in your conversation with small businesses and sort of what they're feeling, um, how prepared do a lot of them feel going into these winter months, you know, whether you're in California or you're in New England, how do they feel about where they are in their digital transformation journey today? That's a great question, really, because we're taking into consideration the seasons, right? And where in the summer times, we were able to rely on outdoor seating areas. I'm in Central Florida, and that's still going to apply for pretty much the remainder of the year, right? It doesn't get very cold right. here, but you're, you mentioned New England, right? And outdoor seating area is pretty much impossible when dealing with winter months. You can't be, you know, negative 10 below outside. You'll, you know, you'll freeze. So, 
taking into consideration seasons, and then we've, if we take a look back, you know, 10 months ago coming into the pandemic, well, you know, some businesses were more prepared than others, just like anything else in this world. But I don't think anybody was ever prepared for the length of time that we're dealing with right now. And right. this is all new roads we're traveling down. We, we don't really exactly know where, where it leads to. But what I will say today is from a technology perspective is that we are more well-equipped with uh, the technology we need to actually progress forward with business. You know, 10 years ago, if this would have happened, or 20 years ago, uh, where the only clouds that we knew were the ones in the sky, there was no way we would be able to really conduct business in the same mentality that we can today. From a small business perspective, I take a look at a lot of local restaurants where they never had any Wi-Fi connectivity. But now when you walk in their doors and they've had, you know, social distancing established inside their dining rooms, and now they have no touch menus and you scan a QR code when you walk in the door. And that QR code that you're scanning with your phone, that phone's got to be connected to something because cell phone service inside of a building really doesn't work very well. So right. starting from a guest experience that also can also enhance, you know, the, the actual employee experience because now they can place their order, get their menu right there when they sit down. They don't have to wait. So it takes a little bit of that pressure from a, a waiter or a waitress out of the equation as well. So they are getting, uh, you know, small businesses are getting very creative on how conducting their the business today with curbside pickup and outdoor waiting areas and those kind of things. So I think progressively, we're figuring out what the new normal looks like, just like everybody else in this world, and leveraging the technology we have today to get that done. Yeah, excellent point. I'll tell you actually a really funny story on the queue. It's taken me, I haven't gone out to eat a lot of different places, mostly because I'm a shut-in any by nature. So, yeah. uh, but I was, I was out at a restaurant and the person sitting across from me, I hadn't really realized the QR code was there on the menu. And they take their phone out. We're mid conversation going back and forth. And then all of a sudden I see him sort of start to raise his phone up and I smile like he's taking a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awkward, yeah. And he, yeah, he's like, I'm opening. And it was a coworker. He's like, I'm opening the menu. But well, now what everybody's it. doing now is instead of Instagramming their food, they're just Instagramming the menu, right? Somebody's right. got all of it listed. Right, right. So from a customer perspective, I mean, if you look at the capacity of a restaurant, even a small restaurant mm -hmm. that holds, you know, 50 people or, you know, 100 people at a time, whatever it might be, you need to have, like you're saying, the reliable internet to support just being able to look at the menu. But then I'm thinking on the, you know, as we sort of evolve into this digital life, us as consumers always want more, right? We want better interaction. So I don't want to just look at my menu online. I want to be able to actually place my order. I want to be able to pay. I want to be able to do all these things, which means your employees need to have equal internet access and capabilities. Right. And it all has to be fast, right? You can't time exactly. out. You can't do all of that. So how, you know, I don't want to get right into the meat of everything, but you know, if you were a small business that really relied on paper menus and, you know, that Wi-Fi was like a beautiful like guest Wi-Fi if you wanted to browse while you were sitting at the bar or something, it's gone from a nice to have to a need. Right. And, you know, what would you say is like the starting point of figuring out how much access do I need? How many people do I need to support? What does this look like now? And what does it look like in the future if we're going to sustain this type of business model? 
Right. Yeah. And so, Penny, what I would say is there's a lot to that question, right? We, we talk about, you know, not wanting to get into the meat, but you bring up a lot of really good points with, you know, how much, what do I need? Where do I start? And, you know, I would say, let, let's start with where do I start, right? Do you as a small business have Wi-Fi capability already? And then, you know, one of the questions I would look at is, is that same Wi-Fi capability that you have in your small business, does it mimic the same capability that you have in your home? Yeah, and if it does, yeah, because a lot of people, what they do from a small business perspective is they, they tend to shop for their small business, especially when it comes to technology, almost like a consumer would for their home. So they buy the same device that they've used in their home and they put it into a small business. And generally those consumer routers, Wi-Fi routers just really aren't capable of supporting a small business. In fact, I, I was one of the guilty pleasures that I have. I was watching a uh, home shopping channel, if you will, and they were selling <laughs> this product called the Net Reset. I don't know if you've seen this thing or not, but the Net Reset is a device you plug into the wall and you set a timer on this and then you plug your router into the Net Reset. And every day at that time that you set on it, it reboots your router. And they claim that it offered better networking performance and overall better everything from your network. And, and they weren't telling a story. Everything was right. But what they were doing was providing a Band-Aid to fix a problem, rebooting right. this device every single day. And I know if I'm a small business owner, the last thing I want to do is in the middle of my lunch where I'm trying to take in these mobile orders or deliver or process payments for my customers to have to go back into the back room and reboot my wireless router because it doesn't work anymore. So right. starting with a great, reliable wireless solution, which I know we're going to be getting into Aruba's instant on solution, really comes down to the, the foundation, right? We have to build a solid foundation. We don't want to build our Wi-Fi solution on sand because it could get, just get washed away. And in those situations, starting with a solution built for business, not built for home, you know, even some of those home router solutions don't even work very well in your home. So having a good, solid business solution that can support your business is where I would start off with. Excellent point and excellent starting point. Because while I think about that often, I, I have a, I'm looking at it right now, my router, it supports one person during the day, two people, maybe three with my daughter in the evening. And we're constantly resetting it. And I couldn't even imagine having yeah. that be my jumping off point if I was trying to support clientele at the same time, just knowing how frustrated I get with my internet connection, just trying to work. With that mindset of being a consumer, maybe shopping like a consumer, but supporting a small business, I think about things that we hear all the time. We hear the coming of 5G, we hear Wi-Fi 6 and how it's going to revolutionize what we do and it's going to increase our speed. And I wonder if a similar misconception is there. Like if I buy a laptop that's Wi-Fi 6 enabled, then I'm going to be able to do all of this new stuff for my business that I couldn't do before. So I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about what is Wi-Fi 6? What is the difference maker? And how does it play yeah. into that Wi-Fi strategy for a small business owner? Yeah. So you bring up a really good point. Uh, 5G and Wi-Fi 6 kind of get lumped in together, right? Because they're two emerging technologies that are coming out and a lot of devices that are supporting one also support the other. But I like to think of 5G as kind of like that Valentine's Day box of chocolates. You really, you pick one up, you never really know what you're going to get when you <laughs> bite into it. And that's kind of the way it is. You, you don't know what kind of 5G you're going to get when you connect to 5G. You really don't know how fast it is. And, and, and most people don't really understand what it actually, how it works or how it functions. 
functions and what the expectation is. You see one, you know, cellular provider claim you're going to get, you know, XYZ number of increased, you know, network. And then the other one is like, we have the largest coverage. And those are two competing things. You can't have fast speed and you can't have coverage in the same, you know, 5G signal. It just doesn't exist. And then it gets kind of overloaded in the Wi-Fi 6 category. And uh, in, in some ways they do compete a little bit. But what I will say is that Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi has been a technology we've had for ages. There's so much device support today that it only makes sense to look at the next generation and to future-proof your business today. Wi-Fi 6 brings in some key technical differences, and I'm going to stay very high level, but the idea around Wi-Fi 6 is to be extremely efficient. You know, one thing, when I look at how many Wi-Fi devices I had in my home 10 years ago versus how many... Wi-Fi devices I have in my home today, it absolutely blows my mind. In fact, the devices and the shapes of those devices have changed, right? Traditionally, what was a phone or a tablet or a laptop, now I have devices that are light bulbs and a refrigerator and (laughs) a vacuum cleaner, right? So we now have so many devices that connect to Wi-Fi that, you know, even even in my home, that, that goes into a small business segment where people are now cowering around three or four or five devices on their person at any given time. And we need to have networks that can support that many devices. And that's where Wi-Fi 6 comes into perspective. So from an Aruba instant on picture, if we take a look at the whole picture, Aruba has actually delivered the first Wi-Fi 6 access point in the small business segment. We have the AP22. Not only is it the first, but it's actually the only Wi-Fi 6 access point that has been certified by the Wi-Fi Alliance. And why that's extremely important is because, one, it's a new technology. So if anything, you want to make sure when you go out and put a new technology into any business or even in your home, it's gone through the paces. We, right. It's getting you know deployed correctly. It's getting implemented correctly. And uh, that when your devices connect to it, they're going to connect correctly. So the interoperability of those devices is extremely important. But what's so great about Wi-Fi 6 uh, and the technical term, if you've ever heard it, is 802.11ax. You may have heard of its previous generation, which is 802.11ac. That's now known as Wi-Fi 5. Where these two technologies kind of break away from each other is AC and previous Wi-Fi 5 all the way down to 1 was focused on getting information from point A to point B as quickly as possible. And AC got very, very quick. We were able to transfer speeds you know, from one area to another very, very quickly. The problem is that it never anticipated the amount of devices that we have connecting. You know, I mentioned the refrigerator and the vacuum cleaner right. and the light bulbs, all these the different Jets, things. Our Jetson homes, as we call them now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even want to mention, I like to call her Alejandro, because if I say her name right now, everybody's, you know, they're probably going to go off at any point in time. But well, what, what I will say is we have so many different devices connected, Wi-Fi 6 is specifically designed to handle all of those devices. So l- let, me, let me put it into more context. So the way Wi-Fi 5 in previous works is if you ever were a kid, well, we all were kids at some point in time, if you're <laughs> listening to this, but when you were a kid, at least when I was, I tend to play it in, you know, in a forest with my friends. We play go hide and seek or paintball or whatever the case may be. And you have a, a walkie-talkie on you and you want to communicate through the forest because you never knew exactly where each other were. And when you talked on that walkie-talkie, you'd push the button down and you'd say your message. And at the end of the message, you'd have to say over in order for the other person at the end of that walkie-talkie would know you were done. And that's exactly how Wi-Fi 5 and previous has worked. Essentially, one device would communicate. Everybody else would have to stay quiet. 
And when it was done, it would say over. And then at that point in time, another device would then be able to communicate. So at any given time with Wi-Fi 5 or formerly known as AC and previous, only one device on a Wi-Fi network will be communicating at any given time. Now it happens so quickly that we all appear to be connected, right? You have you can have more than one device connected. We're talking nanoseconds is, is the time ranges we're talking about here. But if only one device can communicate at any given time, well, that can inherently be a problem as you start adding more and more right. devices yep. onto your network. So what Wi-Fi 6 actually does is it takes the, the channel, the set of frequencies that we're communicating over, think of it as a radio station, you know, radio station in your car, you uh, tune that radio to your radio station, you listen to it, that's a channel that it's communicating over. And it will actually divide that channel up into smaller channels. Now, the downside to smaller channels is you get slower speed. So you have to take into consideration what the application is. And this is happening all with the access point. This is no user intervention. But now Wi-Fi 6, on a fully capable access point can now have up to 37 of those conversations. So imagine wow. holding 37 different walkie-talkies in your hand and having 37 different conversations. It's absolutely more capable from an efficiency perspective. We're taking advantage of the radio waves that we have, which will allow us to have more devices. And today, the idea behind Wi-Fi 6 is really to greenfield your deployments, right? Because even though there's, uh, you know, there are millions of Wi-Fi 6 capable devices today, it's going to continue to grow. And you're going to see the AP22 specifically just get better as more devices come onto the network. It's really interesting because I have not really delved into the difference between Wi-Fi 5 and Wi-Fi 6. So thank you for being so detailed and putting that into easy to understand context. And I, mm -hmm. I think that is the, you know, when we talk about looking at what solution you're going to bring into your small business versus your home, that plays right into it. If you're looking to build this digital strategy now, you can't have, and you've got customers in your business and your brick and mortar, if you're open, you've got, you're serving customers digitally. I like the example of the restaurant because I think those things happen simultaneously. You've got people in-house sitting, ordering, eating, paying, communicating over a network, whether it's with you or it's to the outside world and they're just connected you know, to Wi-Fi doing what they do. But you also have this incoming demand that's happening externally with online ordering, delivery, you know, pick up whatever it might be. And that can really, as I said in the intro, make or break, you know, the next six months of your business. If I'm, you know, a consumer and I'm trying to place an order online and it times out or it has an error because your system and setup isn't fast enough to accommodate me and the person sitting in front of you, right. you're losing business. That's I mean, right. this is actual dollars from the lack of the proper infrastructure in place. And that's scary. And that should, all of you listening, that should scare you <laughs> to yeah, think about I, what you're going to be doing. Um, so when we look at, when we look at how to build this, what this looks like, I really want to get into what Aruba is offering here because I did some quick research and you're the expert, Jason. So I want you to really explain, you know, what the difference is here. But this looks like something really easy to, to deploy, which, you know, if I'm, uh, I, again, putting my 
if I were a small business owner, I'm not in the business of IT infrastructure. Right. I'm not in the business of setting up access points and switches and all of that stuff. I, I'm running a coffee shop or a sandwich shop, whatever yeah. it might be. So walk us through like the simplest approach. First of all, what this system looks like and how a small business goes about putting it in place and how easy it actually is. So when we were designing Instant On, one of the key pillars, in fact, the most initial key pillar behind reliability was simplicity and setup. And we didn't want to require, just like you mentioned, you know, a coffee shop owner, a restaurant owner isn't, you know, spending their weekends reading IT manuals and figuring out exactly how the, you know, networking and the OSI model works. Like that, that's not <laughs> happening. Uh, hopefully no one's doing that on a regular basis, but if you are, <laughs> more, more power to you in the OSI model. But what I will say is we've really taken advantage of a device everybody has in their hand, right? It's their phone, that same device you're using to scan your menu. And that's how we set up Instant On. It doesn't require any networking knowledge. You don't have to be a networking ninja. You never had to work you know, in the Geek Squad or whatever the case may be to set these things up. In fact, every single one of our access points includes a built-in Bluetooth radio. So that same thing you connect your AirPods to or your Bluetooth headset or a speaker, we leverage that same thing that's already built into your phone as well to speak to the Bluetooth radio that's built into our access points. And when you go through the application setups, you just download the app off uh, the Google Play or the App Store. And through that process, it'll actually communicate with your phone to the access point over the air. And you'll, it'll ask you, you know, very simple questions like, what do you want your wireless network to be named? And do you <laughs> want to have a password on your network? And I have seen Penny, literally, that people have been getting instant on up and running in under a minute from the time oh, wow. that it's ready to be set up. And these are, you know, people that have never set up, you know, networks before and have been able to easily get it up and running because we take all of the complexity out of configuring networks. You don't have to worry about what an IP address is or setting up a network interface card. All of that happens over the air through the, you know, the magic of Bluetooth, if you will. It almost looks magical when it sets it up uh, for the very first time. I love the term magical in terms of technology because it, it yeah. takes it out of that really intimidating, like I need to know the ins and outs and makes it a couple of clicks of a button and a connection to something. So before we go further, because this is one of the things I want needed to clarify for myself, the instant on isn't the wireless provider. Like there has to be right. a foundation, a connection foundation that you're putting the instant on on right like it i don't get it plug it in and i suddenly have internet when i didn't have internet yesterday right so if you currently you have to get internet from your internet service provider first right so generally what would happen is your internet service provider would provide you with some kind of you know router and modem and then we could just attach on to that so you know within the instant on portfolio we have several different access points uh, an access point really is just a device that does wi-fi it's dedicated to being the best wi-fi producer possible uh, so the benefit of that is it only has one job so it's going to perform that job to the best of its abilities and then we also have what we call a networking switch and uh, we mentioned this earlier about how no one's you know learning what switches are but switches just really give you more of those ports you can plug physical devices in so like an a term of a restaurant, a lot of them have point of sale terminals that you might want to mm -hmm. plug in, or maybe you have security surveillance cameras that you might want to plug in or a printer. We could uh, leverage that switch and uh, plug it into that internet service provider router and then hang the APs off of that to extend your network wirelessly. 
The beauty of Instant On is all of that's managed through the application. So all the setup and management is all done through the application and you can manage it from anywhere in the world, which is really cool uh, when you have to make changes. So that way, if you are a business owner and you have to adjust maybe, you know, when your wireless network is active, maybe you only want it to be during business hours, you can make those adjustments from home if you wanted to. Yeah, that's awesome. The other thing I was thinking about when I was preparing for this episode was if I go into a restaurant or a bar and I'm on my phone doing whatever, I don't normally ever take into consideration like and what I'm is what I'm doing causing a bandwidth issue for yeah. the wife. Like I don't care. I'm a consumer, sure. I'm a customer, I'm just there. So from a, you know, you can set up in the app, you can manage in the app. What kind of controls are there to maybe, you know, if you only want customers looking, scanning a QR code and looking at a menu and maybe not watching 4K video or something like that, or if you do want them watching 4K video, what sort of controls are in place to how much bandwidth your users can actually be consuming while they're on your network? Yeah, great question. Because that, that is a huge concern, right? And a lot of these small businesses don't necessarily have the fastest connections either. So they have to kind of manage what they're giving out to each individual user. So that way they can, one, they can still conduct business as guests actually, you know, get onto the network. The last thing a small business owner wants to do is open up a guest network and then you know, shut down their whole entire, you know, payment right. system because they have no more connection to hand out. So one of the things Instanon has is that time range profile that we talked about. So you can actually set up a guest wireless network so that it's only active from, let's say, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And then at, you know, 5 p.m. on Friday afternoon, the, the network is no longer visible and you can't gain access to it. So you can set up a schedule. Another thing is what we call uh, bandwidth throttling. So you can throttle each user back and only give them a certain portion of the connection. So generally, your ISP will sell you a connection rated in megabits per second. So if you have, you know, 400 megabits per second, you have a pretty fast speed. But you can tell each user that logs into your guest network that they only get five of those 400 megabits per second. So as more users come in, they're not going to eat up your whole entire connection because they're limited to only five. You, so you have a lot more control in that regard. The other thing that we can do is what we call content category filtering. So you mentioned, you know, 4K network. Netflix or Netflix at all or any kind of streaming, we can actually block content categories on a per network basis. So just real briefly, Instanon has the ability of creating eight networks per site. So a, a site would just be a wow. small business and you can create eight different networks to do whatever you want. You can create a network specifically for employees and then another network specifically for guests. You can create a network specifically for security. Whatever you want to do, you're allowed up to eight. So it's very flexible. But our content category filtering and actually the time profiles and the bandwidth throttling, those are on a per wireless network basis. So you don't have to worry. You know, if you set all these things up for the guests, it doesn't affect the employees, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So content category filtering, you can block 4K, you can block Netflix or streaming content on just the guest network if you wanted to. And then the last thing, it goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about, having eight up to eight networks. We can actually implement proper security from a network perspective. Because unlike, you know, people reading, you know, the OSI model on a regular basis and reading about network switches on their spare time, I'm pretty sure they're not reading about network security either. But, I, you know, Penny, what I will tell you is that security is an easy conversation to have with anybody. You know, there, there's no doubt that every single one of us want to feel secure in some way, shape, form, or fashion. When you walk out of the house, you lock the door. And when you get out of your car, you lock the door. You want to make sure your stuff and everybody inside is safe. But networking security often gets overlooked because it's extremely complex 
but it's just as important because it's your data. It's your information. We tend not to hold as much value for that because we can't, it's not as tangible as the things inside of our home, but our data is worth just as much. It's just as right. valuable, but because it's hard to implement proper security, people go down the path of least resistance. And ultimately what happens is they write a password on a chalkboard and that's how everybody gets on the network. But a password on a chalkboard is very similar to a white picket fence around your house. It doesn't really <laughs> keep people out of your house. They could easily jump over that white picket fence and get in if they really wanted to. And if everybody knows your network password, anybody can get onto your network if they need to. So one thing that we can do within Instant On is we've made proper security from a network perspective easy. In fact, if you want to create a guest network, you simply tap that this is a guest network and Instant On will completely create a brand new network. It'll firewall that traffic away and it'll even enable what we call guest isolation. So that way when multiple guests access that guest network at the same time, they cannot see each other from a network perspective. Uh -huh. So your information is secure from one another and it can't access anything on the employee network. So things like your point of sale terminal, things like your, you know, if you're doing customer entries, it's completely on a separate network secured away versus the password on a chalkboard, everybody's on the same network. Right. So your point of sale devices are now vulnerable if someone wanted to be potentially malicious on the network. You literally took the question out of my mouth because that was going to be my next question was about security from that same standpoint of you are running a business in the restaurant yeah. industry. You are not thinking about how do I keep everyone's data secure when they're in my building? Because I mean, quite honestly, there could be a data breach in your restaurant and you wouldn't know. And probably right. your customer wouldn't know that it happened there. But fascinating because I, I think making security stupid simple, which it sounds like it is being able to isolate each engagement with the Wi-Fi from all the other engagements. I honestly think we will see, you know, we're, we just closed Cybersecurity Awareness Month in October. And I really would not be surprised over the next couple of years if we start seeing small businesses post like, we care about your data. We're concerned about where your data goes. Our Wi-Fi is secure, things like that. Because I, we're hearing it more and more and more out there in the news about ransomware and phishing and how you are so you know susceptible just connecting to a public Wi-Fi and could have your bank account cleaned out. So I actually see that being, I could be totally wrong, but I could see that being a feature of you know, future connectivity when we are out and about in the world. Like we can be secure by choosing a good endpoint device, but that Wi-Fi can be the difference maker if right. we're just connecting to a network that's wide open and making it really easy for a small business owner to have that value prop at their fingertips is really amazing. So as we sort of look to wrap this. It sounds like Aruba Instant On, you've got a foundational internet connection. You want to bring in this solution, deploy it in minutes, if you're bad at it. <laughs> deploy it in just a few minutes, create up to eight different networks, have really secure and simple Wi-Fi connectivity. Anything I'm missing from the Aruba Instant On perspective that you want to share before we close? Yeah. So the last thing, we, we've talked about all these features within Instant On. And, uh, you know, the Instant On platform is, is extremely scalable. We've mentioned the term site and cloud management. And, you know, usually when we talk about cloud, we, we tend to talk about 
subscription cost and licensing associated with it. And all these features like content category filtering generally have, you know, licensing with some other, you know, vendors. So what I will say is Instant actually has no subscription cost, no licensing whatsoever. Wow. So if you're a small business owner, that's less reoccurring costs that you have to worry about. Everything is included with the cost of the hardware when you purchase it. But, uh, you know, like I said, we mentioned the word site. Instant On actually has the ability of managing up to 150 sites per login. So if you're a small business and let's say, you know, downtown you have seven coffee shops and you want to be able to see all of the networks from your application, you can manage all seven coffee shops from Instant On within the app with no licensing. Uh, wow. So the ability of scaling the networks across your locations in your small business, or if you're a partner and you're deploying for a lot of your customers, those kind of things, you can support a lot of customers with an instant on because we allow up to 150 sites to be managed within it. Uh, no licensing, no subscription costs whatsoever. And the last thing I do want to mention comes from support is the fact that if you do have any issues getting deployed, you know, with Instant On, you, you're not able to get it up within a matter of a few minutes. The wonderful thing, especially since Aruba is backed by, you know, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, Aruba has been doing Wi-Fi now for well over 18 years. In fact, in the enterprise, we are a leader in the enterprise world when it comes to wireless and wired networking. But with all that heritage, we've baked into our Instant On portfolio as well. So we've included 90 days of phone support. So you have the ability of picking up the phone and speaking to another human being, which is absolutely crucial in the times where you need to speak to a somebody to get this network up and running right. and resolve your issues. And you have that ability with, with Instant On, 90 days of phone support. So that's a huge differentiator for us. And we are extremely proud to be able to offer that. We have the ability of extending those out with additional service contracts at a relatively low cost, a very cost-effective option if needed. But you know, like I said, having the ability of reliable and fast and secure secure Wi-Fi that's easy to set up is really what Instant On is all about. And we're, we're proud to offer that to everybody today. Excellent. I think it's an awesome solution. It was really neat learning about it. I think if you're a small business owner out there, it is definitely worth a conversation with your connection account manager. Uh, so please visit us at www.connection.com to find out more about Aruba's Instant On. Jason, I'm sure you're going to be ready and waiting to support our customers that want to look at this solution. So I really appreciate your time going through Aruba Instant on and really just breaking it down to be super simple for our small business customers. So thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Penny. I appreciate it. Excellent. And whatever platform you are listening to us on today, please be sure to like, share, and follow. If you like today's episode or want to have a conversation with us, leave a comment or you can email us at podcasts at connection.com. And like I said, you can learn more about Aruba's Instant On by calling your Connection account manager or visiting www.connection.com. Thanks again, Jason. We'll probably have you back again soon. This is a really fun episode. Awesome. Thank you. 